You may find this hard to believe, but 60 songs that explain the 90s, America's favorite poorly named music podcast is back with 30 more songs than 120 songs total. I am your host, Rob Harvilla, here to bring you more shrewd musical analysis, poignant nostalgic reveries, crude personal anecdotes, and rad special guests all with even less restraint than usual. Join us once more on 60 Saws that Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Elwa. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with random Met Gala moments, the Lizzie McGuire movie 20 years later, and Charles's American Idol coronation controversy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love how many times this has come up. <laughs> I'm ready for this to be It's over. really funny. I'm excited to talk about it now that it's approaching. Uh, okay. So first off, let's um, check in with random Met Gala moments. There have been other pods that have covered this. If you want a deep dive, more instant reactions, jam session on this feed, covered it. This is more just the wrap up, kind of the scraps and things that have stuck with us after several days because it was on Monday. And we're recording this Thursday. Indeed. <laughs> These are the things that have had legs throughout the week. You yes, know, that like precisely. we can't stop thinking about. Okay, We've had time ahead, to Kate. sit with them. Yeah. And, you know, four days later, I still can't figure out why the Met Gala carpet looked the way that the Met Gala carpet did. Now, you may remember earlier this year, we uh, talked about the Oscars and how the Oscars had a white carpet and how it looked bad because everyone at the Oscars wore white on a white carpet. And we we're like, wow, what a dumb decision that was. But, you know, there's no way they could have known everyone at the Oscars would wear white. So, like, fair enough. Well, here, this year, the theme was Karl Lagerfeld. Everyone interpreted the theme as just, like, black and white because, like, that's the obvious interpretation of the theme. So they knew a lot of people would be wearing white. And somehow, even then, they were like, let's make the carpet white. And not only that, like, an ugly beige off-white and then put strips of red and blue running through it like Colgate toothpaste, which is exactly what it looked like. And... I was just like, you know, it's an easy way to add a pop of color to a carpet. Just make it red. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or or blue. 
or any other color. I just don't understand why we keep making carpets white. It's like the worst possible color for a carpet. And you know what? The cockroach really stood out. If it was red, you know, out. people may would people not have, have noticed the, car- the cockroach. Mm-hmm. You're right. And the cockroach dressed appropriately, but all of the white dresses on the white carpet, yeah. like the off-white carpet just looked bad. The yeah. Colgate stripes were weird. I just don't understand that choice mm-hmm. uh, and the many, many people who signed off on that. But, um, you know, random and confusing. Yeah. <laughs> also confusing, we do have to talk about the cats. Um, <laughs> I am a cat person, as you know. Love cats. Uh, we have Liz Kelly on this podcast, who was the only person who enjoyed and cried at the uh, Cats remake <laughs> several years ago. And the cats really showed up to the Met Gala. Many people interpreted this theme as honoring Carl Lagerfeld's famous cat, Choupette. Yeah. And this is kind of like a choose your fighter moment. So we had three primary people. I'm going to give a shout out to Janelle Monet also who had a cat bag, which mm. I actually really liked that. It was like, you know, she has her little shoe pet with her. Um, but the primary cat people were uh, Doge Cat showed up first. Mm-hmm. She had really an amazing <laughs> dress. And then she had the kind of like a hat he- headpiece attached to the dress or a cat headpiece like ears. And then she had, you know, she likes to get crazy with makeup. We've been talking about it for ages. She did sort of like a chic prosthetic cat face, if that's possible. Yeah. It was still creepy, but it was also like kind of high fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, the most subtle of the cats. Next up, Lil Nas X showed up completely encrusted in, you know, rhinestone diamond crystal situation with a cat mask on his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, would have loved to see him try to eat in this since it's like <laughs> technically a dinner. Don't know mm-hmm. how he managed it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the final one was unfortunately Jared Leto, which, uh, you know, I knew in my soul, unfortunately, was Jared Leto. As soon as we saw a giant cat <laughs> costume, kind of looked like someone just walked off the streets of like Times Square or something and like a, or a furry convention. It was just a cat outfit, cat suit. And then he took off his head and it was Jared Leto in blue eyeshadow. Um, which of these was the best? <laughs> Can Which I go these first? Cats? So I, I don't have to pick Jared Leto. Liz, I'm gonna- <laughs> Liz, I'm interested in your thoughts because there was a, you know, a robust conversation in the group chat around and during the Met Gala, which you were not a part of. So by all means, fill us in. Okay. Jared Leto, this is, I don't want to say lazy because it's a choice, but him putting on a full cat suit, I would like, at least the other two had some creativity. You're I- so right. I feel like this is just like a giant mascot. And he's also posing in this funny way that like he's got his arms up and kind of to the side. And it feels like he's just kind of making a mockery of it. Doja Cat at least, and Lil Nas X, but Doja Cat specifically respected the the art of the Met Gala and like made it high fashion. And so that's, I'm picking my fighter and I'm picking Doja Cat. What about you guys? We can all pile on, I guess. I don't know if anyone's picking. Amelia, thoughts? No, I agree with you, Liz. I think that- he was, this was just like, I want attention. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. It's just like such yeah. an attention grab. It's like, okay, yeah. all right, whatever. Bye. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I also like Doja Cat's prosthetic cat realness, I guess. And when she um, was answering questions with, uh, what's her name? Emma Chamberlain. And mm-hmm. she was just going, Meow, like the she was just meowing the entire Lil time. Lil X also kind of did this. He was meowing at reporters as <laughs> oh, well. Oh, I didn't see which, that like, really. You know what? I have to respect the commitment. <laughs> also, Doja Cat's manicure. Of course, she would like get it right down to the T, but mm-hmm. she has like little claws on, and I <laughs> really it, good. It's just really, really good. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think she did the best. One, I do appreciate Lil Nas X like really going crazy because, like, other than the obviously the makeup and the ears are significant, but like. The dress for Doja, like, not that over the top, which mm-hmm. nothing really was this year. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
it's fine. Yeah. She looks great. And I think she did the best. But I did appreciate Lil Nas X going like slightly too far. You know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, did you have to be naked? Why not? You know, um, yeah. <laughs> I will say I with the Jared Leto thing, Aubrey Plaza was asked about it and she was like, he should have kept the head on way longer, which I actually completely agree. Like this yeah. would have been funnier and better and more of a moment if no one knew who it was mm-hmm. for like an hour. Agreed. You know, like mm-hmm. he took it off as soon as he got there. Like we saw it. I was like, mm-hmm. that better not fucking be Jared Leto. <laughs> and then five minutes later, people were like, it's fucking Jared Leto. And yeah. like if if this cat had been wandering around for like an hour and like people didn't really know who it was and were like making guesses, I think that would have been way better. But knowing Jared Leto, he like had to take it off and be like, look at me in my hair. Like it's still, Agreed. it is I, Agreed. Jared Leto. He got um, too hot. He did. He fumbled the bag on that, I think. But yeah, that was not it for me. It was definitely Doja, I think. Yeah. Really. And she showed up first. She was the first cat. So like, I see. you know, I yeah, think she, that, that was smart of her actually. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. What else, Amelia? Okay, so this is not going to translate well over podcasts. <laughs> Paint but us a picture. Paint us a picture, Amelia. Man, uh, and you can find it online too. So the Kardashians, after much speculation that they weren't going to show up, they did. And I guess technically it was one Kardashian, two Jenners. But um, Kim was there dripping in pearls. She had like just a bunch of pearl strands as her dress. Mm-hmm. And she, also she was accompanied by Kylie in what appeared to be just like a, a cutout red dress. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then also Kendall was there and she was wearing these like really chunky boots that I mean, they, what? This has got to be a, like six inches, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, Already and, the tallest by a significant portion. Right. She said she was about six, seven. Oh, did she? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. So I she believe that. Huge. Yeah. No, me too. Me too. And she was also wearing like, like a collared, like I guess leotard. Would mm-hmm. you call it a leotard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like a cape and there were sequins and whatever, whatever. But she was just statuesque, obviously. She's already tall. And Kim, as you know, is only like 5'2", maybe, I think, on a good day. And so obviously they were posing together. And these some of these photos, I'm... St- Kendall is a... She looks like a mom carrying around her like child. That's like the height difference. And it's so They look like they're two different funny. species. They look so disjointed. I they barely fit in the frame. Insane. Like either you right. get Kim from the neck up and you get most of like Kendall's entire torso. Right. Or you have to go all the way back mm-hmm. and do like a full body shot. It's exactly. Absurd. It's it's crazy. And they knew they would take pictures together. So I, this was I, obviously I, like yes. purposeful choice. And I actually hated the boots. I actually didn't mind her outfit. But then yeah. when I saw the boots, I was like, the boots kind of ruin it. Yeah. And, and she changed into heels later. So she didn't stop so around unnecessary. all night. Like, yeah. why would you just have those on to take pictures and make your sisters look ridiculous? I also just think since there's multiple of them, I don't know. They went so viral in 2019 when they wore those complimentary, like Kylie was in purple and Kendall was in orange. Yeah. And they looked oh, really right. amazing together. Mm-hmm. And they looked, it's just like they were, it was like a Photoshopped image. They looked so different. They looked like 
it was just very disjointed. And I don't know why right. there's not more coordination on those part. Knowing yeah. that they do interviews on the carpet together, they're photographed together. It just doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah. It was like they were all going to different events yeah. in different so stratospheres <laughs> and breathing different <laughs> levels of air. Yeah. Oh, it's Agreed. just like so fun. It's just very the height odd. difference. Insane. It's just comical. So yeah. funny. Yeah. 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 So. Um, you know what else I've been noticing in the like the week ensuing after the Met Gala is that the Carlisle Hotel walkout is almost like usurping the Met Gala red carpet in terms of iconic moments. Like, you know, first look photos, obviously. There's a lot that happens in that like 15 feet from the door from that hotel to their cars outside. This is where almost every celebrity stays for this event. Cosmo actually put out a really fun article talking about like the hotel and why everyone stays there and the history of it. But anyway, I like seeing those photos more now. A lot happened. So like, for example, Cardi B wore something to walk out, like a full-on gown, makeup, hair, and then something completely different on the red carpet. So that was like a look onto itself. Like a that separate was a singular moment. A separate moment. event. Yeah. Uh, something went viral this week. ASAP Rocky was like trying to get into the hotel. I don't know what exactly happened. But anyway, he like hopped over the fence that obviously tries to keep the public away from this like stretch of doorway. And he shoved this poor woman's face like as he was trying to hop over the fence and he's, you know, the woman went viral and it was like humorous. She's fine. Um, <laughs> but the thing that has stuck with me all week long is poor Maya Hawk. And I linked this tweet for you guys, but it is just a, a video clip of like her walkout. And of course, when like, you know, a celebrity comes out, people go nuts. They're like rabid. They're screaming. They're like taking photos. Like the whole thing is the big reveal. And like people mm-hmm. start yelling. Maya Hawk trounces out and starts like, you know, walking towards her car to dead silence. No <laughs> one has a single reaction to Maya Hawk. And then someone in the faraway corner of this video is like, that's very different. And it was like to silence, to nothing. And I just feel, I feel bad. Obviously she looked gorgeous. She was in Prada. She's fine. Mm -hmm. But I just think that hotel moment is big and uh, indicative of like what people will think about your outfit later on. Yeah, that's tough. Also like, I don't know. I think I would have just cheered even if I didn't know who she was. Yeah. I just assumed that other people would. Yeah, And so I, this was actually surprising to me that it was like as dead as it was for her. I don't know. I mean, if you're if you're a pop culture junkie enough to show up at the Carlisle Hotel yes. for the Met Gala, it seems like you know who Maya Hawk is. I guess they just weren't that excited about her. I was gonna say too, there's a lot of attendees that go to the Met Gala that are not like very public. Right. Celebrity it's not the figures. Oscars. Like, I mean, obviously there are famous people, but yeah, they're like I yeah. mean, they're like, Maya Hawk is famous anyway. Right. I don't know. Right. The public wasn't vibing <laughs> with her so- in general. So rude. Uh, someone told else? me someone told me recently that I look like her and now I feel weirdly protective of her. So oh my god, Kate. She's gorgeous. Really. We're just you. tall and awkward and have bangs. <laughs> um what would talk to me about the plastic bag? Oh yeah. It's just a random aside. If anyone knows, there's this giant plastic bag that people have like yeah, team carried <laughs> out into the car. And uh no one can figure out what costume it went to, if there's a person in there, what it was for. But yeah, people dissect the things that come out of that Carl Hyatt. Carlisle yeah. Hotel within an inch of its life. But that was a mystery. So if the thing about knows. the plastic bag is that I also thought it was a person. People were saying it was a person, like yeah. saying it was like Doja Cat, which I was like, I don't think it is. I think it's just they're carrying something because yeah. the people that were carrying it, it wasn't like it was like six big dudes. It was like 
like Liz Kelly True. carrying it. You know, like it was like whoever's yeah. here, it was like someone's assistant, someone's rep, these like two random white women, one yeah. guy on the other side. It was too last minute. Yeah. And I was like, these are not the people that I, if I was Doja Cat and I was wrapped up in paper to hide or plastic to hide my outfit and carried to the car, like I would not be like, these are the people I want to carry me. Yes. Out of the Carlisle Hotel. I'm happy so I you was saw like, this. I didn't know if anyone else caught this. Yeah. Like, this plastic bag, no one can locate or like what it yeah. went for. I, plus I'm like, you can't breathe in there, dude. Like, I, know. I don't think it was a person, but maybe people seem to think people that it was. People are getting insane. Yeah, they are. Um, okay. Anyway. Two more things for me. One, people stay disrespecting Rita Ora. And I have Mm -hmm. to laugh. She is really, she and Taika have really kind of made uh, an attempt to be like more respectable and like prestigious, I think. Like he like directed her last music video and like, you know, they're like high fashion and they're at the Met Gala and whatever. Mm -hmm. But two uh, significant ways that she was disrespected uh, in relation to the Met Gala. First, Zendaya was trending during the Met Gala because someone photoshopped Zendaya's face onto Rita Ora's outfit immediately, like Sorry. immediately and was circulating this picture of Zendaya. I think very clearly photoshopped, but mm-hmm. I had seen the Rita Ora picture first. Mm. Um, you know, media literacy, not that great on Twitter. So everyone thought Zendaya was there. They were talking about her outfit and then people were like, no, this was actually just Rita Ora photoshopped to look like Zendaya. Tough. <laughs> then BuzzFeed posted uh, like a recap of the after party and posted a picture of Rita Ora talking to Cara Delevingne. And the caption says, Gigi Hadid was basically friends with everyone. Oh, um, so mistaken for Gigi Hadid uh, doesn't look like Gigi Hadid. I don't think in this picture, but it's like a lot of like, you know, brown blonde hair. So maybe they, they got confused. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, tough night for Rita. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah, their dresses looked, you know, similar. Yeah. But yeah. Honest mistake, I guess. <laughs> um, and finally, I just want to discuss, Rihanna was the last person to arrive at the Met Gala. She arrived so late that the Vogue live stream was turned off. I had logged off. I knew she was coming and yet I had still logged off. She came at 10 p.m. Oh, uh, wow. Like five hours after it started. Uh, an hour after it closed, uh, like well over after like the Kardashians arrived. Was she too late? I didn't realize. Did she say why? Or was this a was She this just planned? came late. I guess okay. everyone was still waiting for her other than Vogue. <laughs> uh, like the reporters were still there, but everyone else was inside. It was like technically the carpet was closed. Oh, and I then she showed up it was this late. in this number. You know, it was a great outfit, but I'm, mm-hmm. I kind of think it was too late and the outfit wasn't good enough for as late as she was. Yeah. I, she is powerful enough where she could be on standby and get the carpet to herself after everyone and have for it sure. be like closed. But an hour is a little bit too late. I think I she think. waited too long. Yeah. And I don't think, she, I mean, again, she looks great. She had, you know, like she's pregnant. She looks beautiful. She's with ASAP. She had all the flowers and all the, you know, whatever outfit. But like mm-hmm. it, it was similar to what Bad Bunny wore as well. And some other people had worn. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, we waited a really long time for you and like you showed up looking great, but like, do you look an hour late? Great. You, you know, know it's, yeah. Yeah. And this has been a thing about her forever, but I still can't wrap my head around the hours in which she operates. And I know this is not exactly yeah, related, but true. the night before she had a 3 a.m. meeting about the jewels she was wearing, a 3 a.m. meeting start time. And I just, and then after this Met Gala, she was photographed at 5 a.m. like grabbing a bite to eat with ASAP Rocky. And I know we know this, but as a as not a night owl, I just am perplexed and dismayed. Yeah. I guess the co- oh. you know the constraints of time do not apply to Rihanna. She no, shows up when she wants don't. to show up. But mm-hmm. in my opinion, she was too late. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, let's keep moving this week in social media, relationship news and not worth the tea. Oh, Amelia, go ahead. Uh, yeah, sad. Um, Cher, 76-year-old Cher and 37-year-old A.E. Edwards, they're not together anymore. Yeah. It's very sad. And they were never engaged. They also said that too. Mm. And people thought they were because I think she was wearing a, a ring out. And so everyone was like, oh my God, they're engaged, they're engaged. But alas, they are not. And now they're broken up. So sad. sad. I know I'm sad. I really, I thought they were. They were fun. They were fun. Yeah. I thought they were in it for the long haul, but I always <laughs> think people are in it for the long haul. So, <laughs> you know, who's in it for the long haul? is Tish mm. Cyrus and mm. the little actor named Dominic Purcell. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but they're engaged. Prison break. Prison break, man. Um, oh, I do know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in it for Tish. Uh, they posted on Instagram that they're engaged. They only went Instagram official. Not that this matters, especially as you're like a real life adult. They don't need to be doing these things, but they were like official, you know, online in November. Because if you recall, Tish and Billy Ray announced their divorce only last April. So a little over a year wow. ago. But as you all know, I'm sure Billy Ray is also engaged to another woman. So they've moved on. And I understand Starfire. but It's almost like, you know, they were like, really, they moved on too quick. And maybe that's a cry for help that they really want to be together. Ooh. Makes you think. Liz anyway, Kelly. I'm uh, holding uh, out Cyrus, for Tish, Billy Cyrus Ray. tinfoil hat girl <laughs> to the end. Anyway, congrats to Tish. And then, um, secondly, this is quick. This is just, I, my girl was in the news, so I have to talk about it. Gwyneth Paltrow went on Call Her Daddy and she had a fun time. She was like dishing it out. She was laughing. Apple was there in the corner. Anyway, she gave some like good, you know, like what, like news fodder, you know what I mean? Like this just like kind of went viral everywhere. She played F. Mary Kill with her exes. She did, so Chris Martin, Brad Pitt, Ben Affleck, just if anyone's curious, she would remarry Martin and she was like, I can't disrespect my children's father. Like, I'm going to pick <laughs> him to marry. Yeah, she would good. F Brad Pitt and then unfortunately kill Ben Affleck. So Amelia. Well, dang. I know. Um, she said she passed on Leonardo DiCaprio when they were like young because they were all like famous at the same time because he was, quote, very loose with the goods when he was oh. 19. <laughs> and I just... Oh, I think I she's going to release a book suit, like uh, <laughs> tell all my my young life in Hollywood because she Ooh. was willing to open up about stuff. She said a bunch of other stuff about how Brad Pitt was in bed, how Ben, you can go look that up. But anyway, I appreciated uh, her openness with everyone. Yeah. She gave the people some fun pop culture facts. She's on a real streak. She yeah, knows she that she's like, you know, she won that to trial right now and she's going to make it count. Yeah. Talk her won. shit. Yeah. Um, what else? Totally Kate? Okay, there's going to be a new rumor about Taylor Swift every fucking week. And we're going to talk about it every week. This is your warning. Taylor Swift is going to be linked with a random dude for the next year until we find out who she's actually with. And I know it's not true. And we're going to talk about it anyway, because that's what we do. We're in the content business. Uh, And that's my warning, because The Sun says that Taylor Swift is dating Maddie Healy of the 1975 I'm, I had several group chats talking about this as if it was accurate. And I was like, there's literally no way that this is true. One, I was like, he's too short, which I actually, he apparently is like a long running thing where people think he's like five, five. And he's like, no, actually I'm, I'm five eleven, six six foot. Uh, everyone else in my band is actually just tall. 
So apparently that's a thing. (laughs) He has talked in the past about how he would never date her. He had to like apologize for like misogynistic comments because he was like, it would be emasculating to like be a Taylor Swift boyfriend. What? She's never going to date him, you guys. Be realistic. He's also just like way too controversial in general. Anyway, I don't think there's any way this is true, but it's the word on the street of the week. He's the Taylor Swift boyfriend of the week. Hmm. Um, Also, that F1 driver is still like posting TikToks about Taylor Swift. So like that never happened. That's not a thing. That is Um, hilarious. Yeah. So are we in like week three or four post public breakup? And I'm so sick of it. Not for her. More like at the news outlets being like, you know, who is she? Right. I just need them to be like more realistic. You know, like I I just haven't other than Dylan O'Brien. I've not been compelled. Yeah. 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 By uh, (laughs) any of these yet. So, um, yeah. 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 Amelia, what's your relationship news? Kevin Costner, the actor, got divorced. Or, well, his wife uh, filed for divorce after 18 years together. Damn. Sad. Sad. I know. It's a long time. Yeah. And he's also getting another divorce from, uh, this time from his TV series, Yellowstone. Oh, nice. Uh, because <laughs> I guess him and his, uh, the, the guy who created it, right. uh, Tyler Sheridan, I think is his name. They, I guess, have creative differences. And Kevin mm. Costner is like, no. Bye. This is sad news for like Midwestern 50-year-olds everywhere. <laughs> it know? is. Yeah, I love it this really damn is. show. Yeah. I really do. And a lot of people at work really like it. Yeah. Well, Midwestern 50-year-olds just getting well, 40-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then quick TV beat. <laughs> you guys, Vanderpump Rules is really heating up. I'm so, I'm like, after I record this, I'm going to go watch it. Because I can. Wow. Sorry. We'll keep I'm it quick, it. Amelia. <laughs> okay, we'll good. Get you out of here. We'll get you out of here. <laughs> um, what, did you want to say anything else about that? Or you? No, no. Sorry, that's just that's heating up. It. Okay, yeah. great. Um, sorry. While we're being self indulgent, I did want to say Harry Styles released a new music video this week for Satellite, which was my favorite song of his last album. And Pixar is shaking because it's basically a Wally <laughs> remake. He follows this like little vacuum, like robotic vacuum cleaner that like cleaned up at his concerts and like creates a little love story for it. It like goes on this journey to find itself. It's very emotional. You guys should all watch it. It's really cute. That's sweet. I am clicking through this. This looks so cute. It's really fucking cute. Its name is Stomper. Come on. (laughs) Oh my God. It's the best Pixar movie in years. Great. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, let's do cringe mode. This week, so exciting. Can't believe we've never done it. We're covering the Lizzie McGuire movie because it's the 28th year anniversary. Kate, the plot. Guys, I had never seen this movie, but I had knew generally, I thought I knew what to expect because we've talked about it quite a bit. Lizzie McGuire graduates middle school and goes on this trip to Rome uh, with her BFF Gordo. And uh, she has this like principal who's like really just like Alec Borstein. She's kind of running this like the Marines. Uh, Lizzie <laughs> yeah. manages to sneak off, meet Paolo, who's this like singer guy. Turns out Lizzie looks just like Isabella, who is um, <laughs> like a, some Italian singer who is like does a duet with Paolo. He's like, she and I are feuding. I need you to step in. So Lizzie ends up impersonating this woman. Turns out it's like a whole thing. Paolo is actually the bad guy. Isabella comes back and like reunites with Lizzie and they like have this little concert in Rome. And uh, she's like, actually, Gordo, you're the one for me. And they kiss on a roof. Did I miss anything? No. No. That, that I don't was think that's it. mostly it. Great. Um, Good job. Highlights, I think, I when rewatching it, I was really just reminded of this. I could have put this highlight in without even watching this movie again. But there are some all-time montages, which Kate will talk about. But the one I want to highlight is the fashion montage scene. So Paolo brings Lizzie McGuire to like a high-end fashion house to be dressed for this, I think, big concert, right? Uh, that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so they put her in all of these like very elaborate, very, you know, they're like not real fashion, but like whatever. Very hilarious. <laughs> yes, very Macala looks. And she's like in an igloo. She's like wrapped around mm-hmm. with like, she's got like lighting cords all around her. Anyway, very fun. She's like tipping and tumbling all over. And uh, Hillary Duff has and always will be just good at this kind of comedy mm-hmm. and this kind of like physicality and she's great and so charming and I love mm-hmm. it. Guys, this movie is all time in terms of montages. I don't think we've <laughs> ever watched a movie with this many montages. First of all, yeah. it starts out the the intro uh, like credit sequence is a montage of her like getting dressed for school mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff and like in her closet and it was actually very long I almost put this in low lights it was like almost too long I was like this is still going on this is like a five minute montage but since it was a credit scene I allowed it to pass mm-hmm. um, and then they have a travel montage when she first goes to Rome it's like on oh, the plane we're visiting Rome we're in the bus we're seeing mm-hmm. the sights then she's on a Vespa Vespa montage with Paolo a second Vespa montage with Paolo second date with Paolo <laughs> then the second fashion montage which is the one that Liz just talked about uh, yeah uh, there's a happy ever after montage at the end of the movie where it's like we check in with everyone and like they're all happy and it all mm-hmm. is happily ever after. Unbelievable amount of montages in this hour and a half movie. Really it's great. It's really That's funny. True. It's That's basically true. all just montages. It is. 
it's just one long montage and yeah. I, it's just an absolute highlight. We love a montage on Tea Time. Agreed. We'll talk about her more later, but Alex Borstein is just an icon who fully committed to this role. She yes. showed up for work. She was like, I'm getting a paycheck for this movie. I don't care ever. what it is. Yeah. I don't care if it's in theaters. I don't care if it's a prestigious film. That's how she treated it. And she showed up and she gave she it did. all. She did. Which mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Like I said, I had not seen this movie and I thought I knew what to expect. However, two things I did not know about this movie. One is that it was a doppelganger movie. <laughs> a classic uh, trope of Nickelodeon and the Disney Channel and many movies that we've watched on Tea Time. Yeah. Um, I had no idea. When she showed up and they were like, you look just like Isabella. And then they showed a picture of Hillary Duff in a brown wig. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, <laughs> this is a doppelganger movie. I'm so happy. Uh, and then I also didn't know that it's another classic of the genre. They expose the villain who lip syncs and then they Ooh. do it live themselves. Yes. Movie. Oh, that's just so funny. Just a classic, like pull, you know, turning on his mic. Yeah. Cutting the music in the back being like, oh, they can't sing, but I can. That's a classic. classic. Just classic. unbelievable combination here. I don't think I've ever seen the two of these things combined. Uh, and it's almost so too powerful. It's yeah. almost too powerful. Really good. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Also, just generally, great advertisement for the city of Rome and Italy in general. Oh mm-hmm. my God. The mm. beautiful hotel that this middle school class stays in. <laughs> Lizzie McGuire's in like the presidential suite of like <laughs> the Four Seasons Rome. There's cafe, you know, there's like romantic, like Kate said, montages on a Vespa where they're like going through the streets. It's at the yeah. Coliseum. They play at the Coliseum as this like international music award show. Anyway, really Unreal. just great advertisement for. Can I ask a quick question off script? Where did you guys go for like your middle school trip? Did you go anywhere? I think no. we went to like Indiana Beach, which is like think, a like a water park in Indiana. Yeah, I, I went to like Disney or like Six Flags. Okay, I guess LA is LA is different. You have more That's options. Cool. Amelia, did you go yeah. anywhere? Like no. no one goes to Rome. No, no, in I know. School. I, I think we might have gone to like the Mall of America, but like, nice. yeah, that's not <laughs> classic. Yeah. yeah, we went to the Indiana version of that, which is Indiana Beach, uh, which is depressing. But yeah, I'm like, no one goes to Rome for a yeah. middle school trip. Exactly. Yeah. Agreed. Sorry. Continue. Amelia. No. um, On that note, I did think the movie was a nice fan service because, you know, you got all the characters like Ethan Kraft was there. Uh, Mm -hmm. Kate, the mean girl, said some mean stuff. It was Mm -hmm. just like, you know, and Matt, her younger Lizzie's younger brother is he was always annoying on the TV series, but he's like amped it up to a 10 for this. So it was just like, nice. I could tell that there were like some things that were like nods to the show, you know, that like I was supposed to already know. It's like, especially about her family. I was like, oh, I'm not like being introduced to them. Like I'm supposed to already understand their personalities. Kind of like Phil Dunphy vibe or what's the, oh yeah. It's like goofy dad and like serious mom. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Serious. Yes. That's great. And, and also uh, the whole like Gordo, Lizzie, will they, won't they was extended to this movie. So (laughs) transition us to the lowlights, please, Amelia. Yes. And that being said, that being said, where the hell was her best friend Miranda? Oh my gosh. I was like, wait, is Miranda never coming? And she never came. She never came. This is the biggest disappointment, especially because of how big this movie became. And it's like this cult favorite. And Mm -hmm. it's really sad that they, so the reason why she wasn't in it, I'm sure you looked this up too. She like went on tour with like Disney music. She like, you know, burgeoning music career she wanted to pursue, which is, as we now know, 20 years later, 
didn't that work didn't out. Really work I don't know out. if that, that was a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. And she was, was, I think, on another Disney Channel show or movie, yeah. it said. Yeah. Yeah. It's very sad. She was missed. Obviously, there was like the Gordo Lizzie kind of like romance that maybe if Miranda was there, that would have been weird, like for her personally. But sure. definitely what she was lacking, like a good girl best friend in this movie. Yeah. 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 That was sad. So mm-hmm. oh well. Um, another low light. I'm sorry. And we just kind of talked about it, but like all this pomp and circumstance for a junior high graduation. I I honestly thought she was, I thought for whatever reason that she was graduating from high school. Same. And it was definitely not high school. It was junior high. I didn't realize that until you said, until you said this. And I looked in the outline. I was like, oh shit, you're right. And like in my memory, this is like a grand romance story. And she's like out (laughs) being an adult on the streets of Rome. And I think in that eighth grade, I'd be like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going outside at night. (laughs) I'm going to skip ahead because I wrote this down. I actually said high school student because, again, in my brain, she had to be in high school, but she's not. Mm -hmm. She's like 11. Uh, Well, I guess like, I don't know, 12. Um, 12, 11 or 12. How old are freshmen in high school? 12, 13? Yeah. Uh, I think 13, 14. Yeah, okay, you're right. They're 13 yeah. or 14. You're right. I don't know. I don't know how. But still, that's really 13 it 14 is. is so young. It was so young. naive at that age. And again, I said this was nitpicking, but like it should not be this easy for a middle school student to sneak away into Rome on mm. a school trip. Mm. And like, yes, they do their best to stop her, but like this is a failure on an administrative level. Like <laughs> yes. you're in Rome <laughs> with children. You it cannot is. be letting this girl out on a Vespa, back of some <laughs> asshole's Vespa, just yeah. riding around Rome and doing montages left and right. Yeah. What is happening? Exactly. No. Awful. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> okay. Do you want to do your other yes. low light? Skipping back. Again, I never watched the show. Uh, never saw the movie. And I was confused about the cartoon. I knew that I knew about the cartoon, but I guess because it doesn't really look like her, I think I always thought it was like a fairly odd parent situation where like oh. the cartoon was like like her little imaginary friend or something. That's really funny. And she like talked oh to it God. or something. I didn't realize no. that it was her because it doesn't look like her. Could Listen, they not have made it you. look more like her? It looks enough like her. Yeah, it, it looks, looks enough like her. Enough. I don't know. I had to Google if it was like a separate character and then I was like, oh no, it's supposed <laughs> oh, to be her. Oh my That's God. her inner monologue. Yeah. I know. I figured that out eventually. <laughs> oh, she's uh, a hater. I love that little gal. <laughs> Sorry. I had to... Up. <laughs> that's my that's my uh, Lizzie McGuire newbie opinion. Yeah, um, that's so and funny. then similarly, everything happening with the little brother was super annoying, and I didn't okay. care. There so, should have been twenty percent less of that little brother, and like the little henchman, like yeah. the girl <laughs> yeah, that was like, like girl, a that? coder who like <laughs> yeah. could. It was so weird, and I know that that is like you said, Kate, like a nod back to the TV show, and like he was mm. annoying. The whole way through. So they had to make him somehow relevant in this movie when she goes overseas. But like, I hated those scenes. And it just, that does not age that well. Like, that's like a little cringy as an adult to watch that. Yeah. And then my question for my man, Gordo. Again, knowing that they're in the eighth grade, I like kind of understood. I thought they were all like high schoolers, but I don't understand why Gordo just is like making his life harder. And he's like facilitating this love story between Lizzie McGuire and this international pop sensation yeah. because it is weird. He had chances and he was like helping her sneak around and like blocking the teacher. He like threw himself under the bus when she mm-hmm. like got in, you know, like whatever he almost got sent home or he did. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway, my man, he is absolutely cementing himself into the friend zone. He is. And it's his own fault. Mm-hmm. It is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, let's see what aged the best and the worst. Uh, Should have aged better. The One Hit Wonder, The Tide is High by Tom mm. McKinnon. This specific version, I know there's others. This is a good song. And this yes, should is. still be in the zeitgeist. And it's not. I love this song. It's not. It's great. No, I agree. <laughs> and it's iconic for this movie. I just always think about her like tripping in the shower and stuff, <laughs> dancing around. <laughs> Um, Kate? Um, age the best. Like I said, even without seeing this movie, there were many things I was not prepared for. But one thing I was prepared for, thanks to you all, was the line, Lizzie McGuire, you are an outfit repeater. Because you have <laughs> somehow, it. for some reason, found a reason to say that line many times over the years on this podcast. Um, and so even as it approached, I was ready and I enjoyed every second of it. Yeah. I'm so glad. Yeah. On that note, I think age the best uh, her nemesis, Kate, the mean girl. I just, yeah, that line is hilarious. And just her being yeah. an all-time mean girl. Like, love it. Yeah. You know what Agreed. line is also iconic? Sing to me, Paolo. <laughs> I still say that. My sister still, I love that line. And I, I, it's hard for me to remember that it's from the Lizzie McGuire movie because it just exists in my brain. Right. Separately. It's a separate thing now. Yeah. Yeah. Worst, this does make me sad that the reboot never happened. Like, we should have just gotten mm, the Gordo-Lizzie relationship. It was never really Damn. established. Um, and I would have liked to see the updated version of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then also, age where is it just Miranda, a.k.a. the mm. actress choosing the yeah. other project instead of the Lizzie McGuire movie. An iconic Yeah. Movie. Fumbled the bag. All right. MVP, I think Kate and I at least agree. Miss Ungermeyer, a.k.a. Alex Borenstein, is just, yeah, gave it her all. Gave an Oscar-worthy performance. And speaking of lines that have stuck with me my whole life, Sneaky <laughs> Little Brown Noser with a hidden agenda is up there. Cemented. <laughs> really amazing. Yes, yes she's correct. the MVP by a mile for me yeah. as well. Yeah, Respect, though, to Hilary Duff. Amelia. To Hilary Duff. I mean, you know, yeah. she's, I don't know how old she was in this, but not. she was like probably like 16, maybe. Um, she is such a cutie pie in this. I love it. So She is yeah. very cute. Yeah. Uh, one quick lightning round question. What was important, the best? Though. An yes. important lightning round question. Yes, definitely. Um, what was the best 2003 fit slash accessory? This movie is so 2003 yeah. in every way. It wouldn't let me take screenshots on Disney Plus. Hate that feature. All <laughs> streaming sites should stop it. But the mom shows up to middle school graduation with this updo that... It's hard to describe. It's like one of those like twisty Gwen Stefani, mm. like lots of little ponytails, little clips mm. and twists. I took a, I found a different picture on Google of her hair on the show, which I guess this is mm. just her thing. But it was absolutely <laughs> ridiculous that a woman would show up to a graduation looking like this. And I thought it was amazing. And in 2003, I would have like tried to do this on myself. It's um, like instead of twisting it up in a bun, I think her hair was too short. So she just took a bunch of little right. butterfly clips and Put them all upwards. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that was, it was fascinating. Um, but yeah, I love that like moms just in theory looked like that in 2003 when they thought they were cool. Oh. Yeah. Also, <laughs> when are we bringing back the newsboy cap? Because oh, Lizzie McGuire never. pulls it off so well. It's like the intro to her in this Atomic Kitten song. And funny. she looks great. She does. She does. Great. Liz, would you wear one? If the TikTok girl started wearing newsboy caps, would you wear a newsboy cap? I can't picture it. It would have to be on trend for so long because, you know, I get to those yeah. these things late. And so I'm, right. I'm not very cutting edge. I'm not going to be very experimental. So, right. yes, if it gets all the way around and like eventually, but I would need a couple of years. Right. It's bold. It's a sure. bold look. Very bold. <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. see this coming back. I don't see us going back to the days of the newsboy cap. Yeah. But 
Although, Amelia, that. this next trend is already back. Yeah. Is it really? Oh, my gosh. Blazers um, in the club, you know? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, sure. I just, it's never fails to make me laugh when you've got middle schoolers in business casual, which <laughs> was like truly a big thing back then. And Hillary Duff is rocking. She's on the Vespa the first time and she has like pink blazer with like a, a rose maybe printed on it. And there's vertical stripes going on here. It's just like... Yeah hilarious the yes. mean girl katie too is like politician's wife vibe pearl necklace kind of coiffed hair yeah the whole and this movie. i feel like really is back i will say the one thing that we have not seen is like the fitted button down with the specifically vertical stripes <laughs> like that is so 2003 paulo also had one of these on yeah um and that's tough i don't see that necessarily returning but i do think like business casual chic is like very much in agreed which mm-hmm. for better or worse i guess Okay, let's keep moving. Let's do T-Tom's unanswerable questions. My question for you two is, how many engagement rings is too many? And Amelia, you know more about this couple, Kate, I was trying to describe to in person who they were yesterday. Talking about Dean Ungler and Kaylin Miller-Keys, who are from the Bachelor universe. Mm. They have a podcast. They got engaged a while ago. They're getting married soon, I think. But... Okay, they went on their podcast because this has been like in the news. You've like gotten a couple of engagement rings. So like, anyway, they're on their fourth one. Okay. What? Fourth engagement ring. And the kicker is the last and fourth one was an ad for Brilliant Earth. And they did like a sponsored post about it. And also they have so many others. And I don't know why you'd accept an ad after you got like you have three other rings. But so- Anyway, they're on this podcast uh, and Kaylin says, this is my fourth ring. Dean was like, it's definitely her last. So, haha. And then she goes, I've got the one I'm wearing. This is number four. Number three was a replica. Number two is on my middle finger that he proposed with. And the number one, the first one we lost. Uh, and then I guess Dean said that she was embarrassed by how small the proposal ring was. Oh, and that girl, like he girl. wanted- she wanted something bigger. Ooh. Anyway, so then all these other rings ensued. And so now she's got this big fourth one. And huh. I just ask you, like, also, do you want to wear an engagement, a diamond on your middle finger? No. As maybe you, if you have the, the. No. I don't know. I love that it's so, like, you know, you used to have like okay. blood diamonds and now we have spawn con diamonds. <laughs> like, yes. Both very tough. Great, <laughs> you only one. need one. One engagement ring yeah. is enough. Yeah. I think yeah. if you lost it, I think he yeah. lost it. Not to, And so. Perhaps they would. That's just, fair. Maybe, but yeah. Four is way too many. Way too many. Way too many. That's, Especially if one is spawn con. That's just embarrassing. Yeah. I know, Sorry. right? Yeah. You that's should wild. watch the video. It just kind of makes me feel I'm like they've been engaged for so long. I'm just like, why have, did you accept this from Brilliant? No, I, Brilliant are great. But anyway, <laughs> odd. No, very weird. Very yeah, weird. God. It just also it seems it reeks of like pay attention to us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we can get more free stuff. I know. I know. Which, I mean, fine. That's fine. That's fair. Agreed. Yeah, anyway. Okay. Uh, Amelia, what's your question? Uh, My question is, okay, so I'm going to set the scene a little bit because do you remember like maybe a month or two ago when it was reported they were struggling to find uh, performers for Charles's coronation, which is coming up this weekend. And they had said, I I saw in so many outlets people saying, oh, they tried Adele and she said no. Harry Styles said no. They mentioned Ed Sheeran saying no. They're like, they all said no, blah, blah, blah. Well, then... I guess Ed Sheeran's people came out and they were like, no, he's actually never been asked. So 
just yeah, just so you know, putting that out there. But even though these reports had originally said that he's going to be like in Houston at the time, he was doing some like a mic oh, check. Yeah. So oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of like the mic okay. Check. And then, but then now, just the other day, it was reported that Ed Sheeran will definitely not be at the coronation because he and Alanis Morissette will be filling in for Katy Perry and Lionel Richie while they jet off to London to play at the coronation. And so now I'm like, what? what's the truth here? Like, who? Why? I don't. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's bad. He was free. He didn't want to do it. And he, he was didn't want to do it. OK. That's all I got. I yeah. mean, they obviously asked Ed Sheeran. He's British. Yeah. Right. They asked everyone. They did. So I, I feel like, I mean, even if he wasn't officially asked, I feel like he put it out there that he was busy. He couldn't do it. Then he went off and did American Idol instead. Right. Is the answer. Which is like insane. Really embarrassing. This damn thing. I, I'm so sick of hearing it's this about weekend. this. Oh, it's this weekend. Oh, thanks. this weekend. Yeah. Also, I have a spinoff question to Amelia. Yeah. Please. Uh, what would be the funniest songs for Katy Perry and Lionel Richie to perform at the coronation? And what do you actually think they'll sing? God right off the, the dome. Off the dome. California girls, hilarious. Hilarious, um, yeah. I think she should do Teenage Dream, but I don't think she will, but I wish she would. Uh, I wish she would do I Kissed a Girl. Uh, oh, uh, I think be that good. would be incredible. I don't, I think she'll probably do like Firework and Roar and like the, you know, yeah. girl power empowerment songs. Um, but I would love for her to do, you know, any of the like whipped cream boob songs. Um, thank God it's this weekend. I, although, you know, there's going to be a lot of news coming out of this coronation about yeah. all of these things. So maybe we have one more week left. Right. Of June session, I'm sure we'll have all the, the whole breakdown on Monday. Yes, you're probably right. Okay, that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to our producer, Kaya. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Howell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. <laughs> 